What's up, what's up, y'all? And thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk About It, where we're talking about biblical principles and living them out in everyday life. I'm your host, Lanita Harris. Let's get into it. All right, my people, this is going to wrap up the People Belong to God series. And we're just going to talk freely and we're going to talk about letting people be free. Simply put, just be free. Uh, let's just go ahead and pray. Father, we come to you just thanking you for, for what you've done for us and who you are to us. Thank you so much for loving us and thank you for being who you are. And thank you for accepting us as we are. <laughs> Jacked up, broken, messed up, toe up, <laughs> in whatever condition we might find ourselves at any given moment. Thank you for accepting us as such and loving us in spite of who we really are and always seeing us as righteous because you see us through the eyes of your son's blood. So thank you so much for for giving us grace and mercy and just one more chance, just one more chance to get it right. Holy Spirit, I ask that you flow freely through me um, as I give to the best of my ability what I believe you've given me to give to the listeners and I pray a special blessing over the listeners and that you you would just illuminate their way and and father I pray that whatever's blocking them whatever's been blocking them from fulfilling the will uh, uh, that you have placed in their heart Holy Spirit that you would illuminate uh, the eyes of their understanding so that they could see what's blocking them And then hear the answer that you will share with them on what to do to get that blockage to go away. In Jesus' name, I pray that the hearts of the listeners, it's good ground. And it's going to bear much fruit. And that you're able to show them whatever it is that they need to see from you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you. Amen. So guys, this one probably won't be before you long here uh i I do i want to share a bit of of my my journey i have when i was about eight years old i got saved and i got filled with the holy ghost when i was 11 and but also when i was eight i started praying for wisdom because i was in a church service and um, the pastor said that solomon prayed for wisdom and that he could have had anything uh, the pastor, this is my recollection of what the pastor said, that God asked Solomon what he wanted. And he told him, you know, you can ask me for anything or wisdom or wealth or what have you. Um, and look now, I, this is my eight-year-old memory. So I don't know if this is actually how it happened in the Bible, but <laughs> but this is my memory. And, uh, and so he said that Solomon prayed for wisdom and that pleased God. And because he asked for wisdom and it pleased him, he was able to get all the other things that he wanted to. And so I was, it made sense to me then that to have wisdom is to have the best of anything. Because when you have wisdom, you can have it all. And you can also please God by asking for wisdom. And I wanted to please God. So I started praying and asking for wisdom. I was like, God, 
give me wisdom. <laughs> and, you know, that was that was all I knew when I was eight. And there would be so many conversations uh, that I'd have with my mother. And, like, we'd be in the car or just, I don't know, somewhere, some random place, and she would be uh, talking on the phone to her friend or something like that, telling them about a situation. And then she – but I'd, I'd be here, and I was a um, – I was the only child at that point with uh, by my mother, and um, and she'd get off the phone or something like that, and I'd just kind of chime in and say something, and she'd be like, now, wait a minute. Now, how did you know to say that? You're too young. <laughs> and I'd be like, mm-hmm. You know, it just was something on the inside of me that just, just kind of was pushing. I like to call it an unction, uh, a fire, whatever. It just was a, a nudging on the inside to say this, do this. And so I've had that since I was very little. And in my life, the Lord has sent people my way. I've been very blessed to connect with uh, a, a large number of people who are very diverse. They're very diverse um, from choice of music to, to, uh, to race, to background, um, religion or no religion I mean sexuality whatever like it's it's been the people that God has allowed me to connect with have been very vast <laughs> and very diverse and and I'm I'm so grateful to him and he sent people my way and usually the Holy Spirit was able to help them through me not because I threw a Bible or scriptures at them or anything like that. No, no. It, just because I, I talked to them like they were regular people, regardless of our differences, they were just regular people to me. And I've always been very grateful for people paying attention to me and loving me. And I, I felt that it was only right that I do the same. And... So that's how I've done. I've done my best to live by that truth. For those of you who don't know, I'm an actress. That is my actual profession, and um, I have met. I've been an actress at at the time of this recording, um, and probably release. I will have been an actress for about four and a half years, and man, I can't even begin to tell you all the people that God has connected me with, and and I'm just really grateful, and so. I'm saying all that to say, guys, we have to get to the point where we believe in Jesus as believers, that we believe in Jesus and his sacrifice and the power that is made available to us. And we believe it. We believe in him and his sacrifice so strongly that nothing shakes us. Nothing can stop us from loving other people that's the point that we have to get to as quote unquote the church as his fault but as his followers as believers we have to get to that place and that place when you're in that place to where you just Jesus just met you one day and it and, and it didn't matter where he met you he just met you when you have your own experience with him like that and then you build your relationship um, with 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 the Lord like that, and you just love people. When you get to that place, 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what someone's political view is. It doesn't matter what someone's background is. It doesn't matter what someone's mistakes are. It doesn't matter what race they are. It, 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 what sexuality, what, what, what their choices are. It doesn't matter. Because all that matters to you is making sure you show them love. Not the love from the set, for not not the surface level love where you like, oh, I love you, love you, sis, love you, bro. Oh, God bless you. I'm praying for you. No, no, not that. But I'm talking about the kind of love where you're having conversations with them, not to throw your point of view on them, but to really hear theirs and to really understand theirs, even if you don't agree. You can you can fully listen to someone and not agree and also not just constantly refute or re- have a rebuttal for what they're saying just because it's not what it's not something you agree with. You can really listen to people and you would be surprised what the Holy Ghost is able to show you and to show your heart about people when you take the position of being a listener rather than a speaker you'd be surprised um and so today the scripture that we're going to 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 tackle and to look at is coming from galatians chapter 5 and i'm going to read uh some of uh, some of it from the king james bible and also from the new living translation so we're going to start in galatians chapter 5 and it's going to be verse 1 And verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. Now the New Living Translation says that verse 1, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. See, so at the time this was happening, um, that this was written, um, I won't go into detail as, as far as what was going on in Galatia or anything like that, but I just want to let you give you an overview of, of the climate, right? So the climate of that day was that there, there was the law. There was a law. There was the Pharisees and the Sadducees and whatever else, but there was the rules. And the law was based on uh, what Moses wrote as the Ten Commandments and also what was written there in Leviticus you go back uh, there in, in the Bible these laws that people who who were supposed to be God's people the Hebrews they were supposed to follow all the laws and and there's a lot of people who who thought that by them following all the laws that made them righteous or better than someone else and if if other people weren't following the, those those same laws then something needed to be done about it and so what what the writer of galatians is saying here is that the sacrifice of jesus when he died on the cross and then rose again and ascended uh up to heaven you know to sit at the right hand of the father that sacrifice it did not replace the law but it fulfilled the law. It set people free from having to 
try to keep up with all the rules and regulations that were imposed on them. And, and there was a reason that the law was the law, okay, because the people needed to live by something. They needed to be governed by something until the Messiah came. So we're talking about laws that were written hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus even Jesus ever came. So the people needed to be governed by something. But after Jesus came and, and sacrificed his life, he set people free. Because he, he, his one sacrifice allowed people, it, it tore the veil in, 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 the, in the, 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 the temple. Um, and so before Jesus, the priests were tasked with taking all of the sins of man, the confessions of man to the Lord and, and, and making a sacrifice um, for, of, of atonement for the sins and it, it was a heavy job. It was a heavy job. And when Jesus came, it removed that barrier from God our Father and the people. See, the people before had to go through the priest, and the priest had to go to God on their behalf. The people didn't commune with God himself. Jesus through Jesus we can commune with God himself with our father that is the precious um, the gift of his sacrifice we don't have to go to or through anyone else we can go straight to him for ourselves and he gave us freedom the freedom to be the freedom to overcome the freedom to live and freedom from death. So when you accept him into your heart, that's what you're accepting. Freedom. Because you can overcome. Through him, you can overcome anything that's that's been binding you or anything that would seek to bind you in the future. You can overcome anything. Right? And so that's what the writer is meaning here. Don't get tied up again in, in slavery to the law. Like, you, it, it's, it's good. You cool. Like, just follow Jesus, okay? And, and, and what Jesus said, dude, is two things. He said, if you do these two things, you won't, you basically, you won't have to worry about messing up the law because these two things will guide you and you'll automatically follow whatever the rules were going to be anyway. Have no other God before the Father. So no idols before him. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. So we're talking about love here, right? We're talking about love here. So back in the day during that time, the mark of God's people, especially men, was that they were circumcised. That was how you determined, oh, this is a, this is a, a child of God, a Hebrew or Israelite, whatever. Uh, Israelite, you know, meaning from the tribe of, of Israel, Israel, who was Jacob, and his name changed to Israel. And he had... Uh, there were 12 tribes that, from the 12 from 12 of his sons he had more but 12 of his sons that um had more kids uh that that's where the tribes came from right so um in this in this freedom and in the in, in with that you know that was the mark if you were circumcised and so in verse in verse 2 this is in Galatians chapter 5 it picks up there and saying behold I Paul say t unto you that if you be circumcised Christ shall profit you nothing. Verse 3. 
For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to the whole law. Verse 4, Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. What does that mean? Those three verses mean that if you, if he was speaking to the people who found their justification for righteousness in the fact that they were circumcised because that was the sign that they were following Jesus or fo following uh, God. And he was saying, yo, if that's what you're staking all of your faith in, you're missing it. You're missing it because it's not even about being circumcised now. That's not what this is about. Okay, so verse 5 says, For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. And the New Living Translation says, But we who live by the Spirit eagerly await to receive by faith the righteousness that God has promised to us. Verse 6, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. The New Living Translation says, For when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. And what's interesting is he's writing to the people. He's in that whole first six verses, he's trying to say like, hey, 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 let me draw your attention back to something. Because then the ver very next verse says, you did run well. Who did hinder you so that you should not obey the truth? New Living Translation says, You were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? Verse 8. It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. Guys, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. People can get so caught up. We can get so caught up in how to do things, in our method of doing things, in our way, in our thoughts, and in our perspectives, that we put those perspectives and those rules and regulations on other people. And we expect them to live by our expectation and by our level of conviction. And what I mean by level of conviction is something that you believe so deeply in your heart uh, or some type of, a, whether it's a, a freedom or a restraint, and you strongly try to force that on other people. That's not cool. It's not cool. It's not the way. It's not God's way. It's not. It's man's way. God can use that way because he can use anything. But his way is freedom. He wants his people free. And if that means free from other people, that means free from other people. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Uh, what I love is that if, if, we, if we go down some more, it says, uh, that's where it talks about the whole law can be summed up. So we go down to verse 14. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right? And so, so the thing is, our freedom is very important because we're not free to impose on others. That's not the purpose of our freedom and to just, just throw our selfish desires and ambition and our expectation onto other people. 
to have them live up to. That's not the purpose of our freedom. Our The purpose of our freedom, we, we are to be free, yet realize the power in submitting our freedoms one to another. So what that means is, I'm free to do a lot of things, but I don't do a lot of things. Because if I exercise the freedoms that I had, all the freedoms that I had at any given point of the day, of, of the day at any given time, my free, me exercising my freedom would somehow infringe upon someone else's freedom. And so it's designed that way for us to be able to work together and to submit our freedoms one to another. When you're in any, in any type of covenant relationship, let's be honest, guys, nothing is really keeping you there not something that you can't always walk away from it's something that you can all you can choose at any moment in time i don't want to do this no more i don't want to be here no more that's why people get divorces that's why people you know friendships break up whatever whatever you know ultimately it comes to the point to where someone's like i don't i don't have to do this anymore i don't want to do this anymore i'm out and then they leave so there's no nothing that is forcing someone to work with someone else. It's the heart posture of the two people involved in the covenant, whether it's a friendship, a, a, a familial relationship, as in like the, some family that you're kin to, or a, a romantic relationship, whatever it is, it's the two people deciding to submit their freedoms to one another. So that means some stuff they're not going to do just because they want to be in compliance and they want to work together with each other. So the thing that I want to I want to hone in here is faith works by love. By love. Faith works by love. That's verse 6. I want to say it one more time. Faith works by love. Now, if we read 1 Corinthians 13, which, I, you know, I've encouraged everyone to do, we'll find what love really is and what it looks like. It's not envious. It's not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not inflated with pride. It is it is kind. It is patient. It does not rejoice at at unrighteousness, but it, it re, or, or injustice, but it rejoices when when right and truth prevails and then it bears up under any and all things that comes its way it's ever ready to believe the best of every person it never becomes obsolete it never fades it never goes away and it never fails so if that's all of what love is and faith can only work by love then that means whatever it is that we're praying for or believing for or asking God for we need to check ourselves and allow God uh, the Holy Spirit to show us if we're not walking in love because if we're not walking in love with people with ourselves we're short-circuiting our own prayers because we're not doing the part that causes our faith to work. We're not doing the part that causes our hands to be clean 
and our heart to be clear and clean. We have to walk in love with people. So my challenge to you today is now is is to pray those pray, pray that prayer over yourself when you if you, I want you to find 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and look it up verses 4 through 8 and I want you to find the amplified classic version it's the AMPC okay I want you to look that up and I want you to read those scriptures over yourself and put your name or say I in place of the word love okay and I want you to do that for for I, I want to encourage you to do that for for more than one reason number one because your words create your reality uh, number two because we're we're created in the image of God and God is love so if nothing else our purpose in life is to become love in every sense of the word so if you are if you're confessing over yourself that you are love and you are the epitome of these things then that is what your reality will be now I want you to understand when you start confessing this over yourself you're going to have so many situations that pop up in your life that are going to give you the opportunity the chance to make the choice to be what you said you are you're going to have people cussing you out. You're going to have the, the saints. I mean, the people, the, the drive through line at the local uh, McDonald's going to be long. The the person you get at the window going to be upset. She's going to be ready to go home. <laughs> she gonna, might be rude. Whatever it is, you're going to have these situations uh, and opportunities to not walk in love. But you're going to have to choose to walk in love. And the more you the more you have these situations and the more you choose to to walk in love, the more easy it becomes for you and the more it becomes a part of who you are and your character. And then the more your eyes will be opened to the treatment of your fellow brothers and sisters. By others and you won't stand for it just like Jesus didn't stand for it. So if you want to know how to become more like Jesus. Do your best to become love. Love. Epitomize it. That's the only way your faith is going to work anyway. That's what the scripture says. Not me. So guys, when, when God brings people your way that are of different walks of life, different backgrounds or whatever, I want to encourage you to not close the door on them just because they don't fit in with what you know. Or with what you like or with what you'd like to be seen with or associated with I have family members that are homosexual I have friends that are homosexual I love them very dearly and I will fight for them I ain't never been in a fight in my life but I love them I love them and my job is to not try to change them that's not my job my job is to love them up close and personal now if I pray for them on the back end which I do that's my own personal business that ain't got nothing to do with them that's between me and the Lord as I am standing in the gap as I stand in the gap for anybody else it, whether people need healing or if they need help with anything else I stand in the gap for them as well but guys it's not your battle to fight to try to go correct people and put people in their place 
that is God's job. That is the Holy Spirit's job. He is the only one who can convict hearts. He is the one. The, the word of God says that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. The Holy Spirit is the drawer of hearts. And the way that he draws hearts is through love. That's how people see the God you serve. It's very important. It's very important to realize when your freedom and when your point of view and when your stance, as strong as you may be in your stance, it's very important to realize when your stance is cutting off or slamming the door on your brother and sister. Because that's not God. That's not right. It's not right. And he sees that. He sees their hurt just as he sees you. So I want to encourage you guys. I want to leave you with that. Let people be free. Let them be free and just love them. The world is not going to descend into complete chaos if you decide to encourage people in their freedom. It's not. It's not. Because it has not. (laughs) Okay, it has not. In 2,000 years, it hasn't. Because there's enough people that God has on this earth that will be praying and standing in the gap to hold back the hand of the wicked one as he seeks to devour people. So your job as a believer is just to love people and treat them like you want to be treated. Do unto others. Come on now, y'all finish it. As you would have them do unto you. Walk in love with people. And to the best of your ability. This is, a, this is a scripture. I want you to Google it. To the best of your ability. Live peaceable with all men. Be at peace. To the best of your ability. I love you so much. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode. And we'll see you the next time.